Welcome to Freedom to Retire with Jim Cipriotti, powered by Retire Ready Financial Group. You got to be prepared. If you're not prepared and you have too much risk, you may make some adverse choices. And so you need to have a plan because the downturns are going to happen. Jim Cipriotti has been helping people in the greater Philadelphia and South New Jersey areas reach their retirement goals for over two decades. We just want to make sure we're not too aggressive, not too conservative either. We want that nice mix. And that's what I help my clients with every single day. Now, Freedom to Retire. The yield on a 10-year Treasury bond is hovering around 5%, which is the highest level since 2007. So what does that mean? Here's economist Mohamed El-Aryan on Yahoo Finance. Well, for the everyday person, it means a mortgage rate on a 30-year above 8%. It freezes the housing market even more. It means higher borrowing costs for both households and businesses. So it's not good news for the economy. But the biggest concern out there is the violency of the move. And there's a fear, and I hope it's just a fear, that this could break something. And it's important because we have no anchors. Fed policy is no longer an anchor. Fed policy is too backward-looking, is too data-dependent. So this is a really hard time for the bond market. Now, stocks and bonds have long been a, a, a you know a, a cornerstone of a retirement portfolio, but bonds, as we saw last year, uh, have fallen out of favor. But do these higher bond yields present an opportunity right now, or is this still something to be wary of? Yeah, well, look, Chris, we've been uh, talking about bonds uh, on the show quite a bit, really, over the past few episodes here. But these articles keep popping up everywhere, and they're you know they're from successful investors and economists to have just been trying to to help shed some light on this uh, for for the American public. You know, it's important that we understand a bit more in detail about how bonds actually work. And the trickiest part is that a lot of people don't realize how much they actually have invested of their own money in bonds. For example, sometimes I'll ask people over the phone, um, you know, what mix they have of, of stock to bond. And one common response I get is, well, Jim, look, I don't have any bonds. Uh, in my 401k, in my IRA, I, I just have a bunch of mutual funds and ETFs. And then when the, when the same people come into my office to meet with me and they hand me their statements and I take a look at their statement to look up their funds and explain to them what they have, uh, I find out in so many instances that people have 40% or, or maybe even almost half of their entire retirement savings in bond-related mutual funds. That's mm. the ingredient inside of these mutual funds and these ETFs. And, and look, it could be hard to decipher really exactly what you have because some of the names of these mutual funds within our 401k, they don't actually use the word bond in and of itself. It's kind of like you know shopping around at the grocery store and you, you pick up a, a jar of something and you just look at the front of the jar. Then you say, all right, this looks good. Uh, and then you put it in your shopping cart. <laughs> then let's say you're kind of, you know, waiting in line at the checkout line and you, you're kind of bored and you, something just tells you to grab that jar again. And then you flip it over and you read the back. That's when you realize it has some nasty ingredient in it. Uh, well, that's the same way it looks with these mutual funds. You actually have to look them up a little bit. You can't just read the title. Um, so what, um, what I've been helping people with is introducing them to, you know, websites like free ones like morningstar.com. Mm-hmm. For example, they, they have a great website where you can just type the name of your mutual fund in the search bar. Uh, and then you click the button that says portfolio composition. What is it composed of? What's the ingredients? And it'll tell you right then and there what the percentage of that uh, fund that you have that's actually in bonds. And that way, look, you don't even have to call the 401k company where your investments are being held. 
You don't have to wait on hold to ask them questions. You can literally get the answers on sites like Morningstar.com very quickly there, Chris. And like we said, it's all about the education. You know, you flip on the back of a label and we know now that we see things that end with oats, like, you know, like the sucralose or things like that. That means sugar. And, and that's something if you're wanting to stay wary of, you know what to look for now when it comes to these portfolios. We don't necessarily know. I would assume the layperson doesn't necessarily know, you know, what is what is a bond if they're disguising the name. But using these websites and things like that, you can you can be more aware of it. But what happens if you find out that, you know, you are heavily invested in bonds and you, and you want to steer clear of that? Exactly. That's the that's the big question. Which which should be your your next move if you do realize you have a large portion? Uh-oh, I do have a large portion of my money in these bond funds. Uh, and, and what we're talking about, um, you know, namely, just to name a few, these target date funds, the 2020 funds, if the if 2020, the year 2020 or 2025, if that's in the title of your fund, you own a lot of bonds. Um, uh, the Vanguard Total Bond Fund, the Fidelity Bond Funds, if you have a, a thrift savings uh, plan, the TSP, we're talking about those L funds. Uh, the L2020 or L2025 fund, you own a lot of bonds. The F fund uh, and those TSPs. Uh, and I had one guy ask me if those funds, you know, should be performing better now. Jim, I'm hearing about these 5% rates on bonds. Shouldn't they be performing better now because interest rates are higher? And I wish, I wish it was just that easy. But the issue that I want everyone to know is that those bond funds, the Vanguard ones, the Fidelity fund, they have millions of dollars invested in those older bonds that were picked up over the past several years that were mostly paying those really low interest rates mm -hmm. that we all remember were being offered years ago. And uh, those money market rates, these high yield sa uh, savings rates, they were all in the what? The 1% range for years. Well, bonds back then were also being offered and auctioned off in the, at those very low interest rate ranges for years. So it might be in your best interest to consider asking your, your current financial advisor uh, to break up those bond funds, maybe get you something into more like with a, a flat fixed interest rate, um, like the ones being offered right now, you can get in the five or even 6% range. And yeah, you can get CDs, you can get fixed rate annuities, they are currently in that five to six percent range. Um, bond funds are, are getting typically nowhere near that. And, and sometimes financial advisors, they give you a little bit of pushback on that. And I'll tell you why. It's because they can't usually collect their fees. If they're charging a one percent or one and a half, they can't charge you that fee. Typically, if you're in like a CD or if you're in a fixed rate annuity. Mm. So sometimes they convince folks investors to just stay with the stay with the course you know stay with the bonds just so they can continue collecting their fees so be mindful of that and uh you know they they say you know maybe stay put because um they might point out well the bond fund is up four percent this year sometimes they like to look at that and that's because last year in 2022 that same bond fund may have been down eight percent uh, so you have to look at these, these averages, the five-year averages, the 10-year averages. Um, they are atrocious. They are really, really incredibly low. Um, uh, let's put it this way. I wouldn't have one penny of my own personal money in those types of funds at this time. Okay. Uh, and, and some of these, these five-year averages, when I say really low, I'm talking about like 0.17% per year. Look them up and see it for yourself. 
10-year averages, something like 1.54% per year. And nowadays with, with these 10-year treasuries in the 5% range, meaning you can lock in 5% rates for 10 years and not have to worry if interest rates drop down in another year or two once this inflation kind of cools off. And I want our listeners to be prepared for not if interest rates drop, but for when interest rates go back down. And I keep mentioning how important it is to, to not be so short-term thinking when it comes to locking in these rates, because steadily investing in short-term rates, think about it, it kind of reminds me anyway of, of buying like a, a single roll of toilet paper at the store, <laughs> meaning you, you know you're going to be right back at the store buying another roll in just a day or two. Why not, if the deal is good, why not just buy a 24-pack and, and go on with life? And right now, there's a lot of financial professionals, including myself, that believe there's a lot of great deals out there. There's a lot of great rates. So if you have an investment account that hasn't really been growing too much lately, or if you have too much of your money in these short-term rates, uh, or if you're over 59 and a half and you have a 401k with your current job, or even if you're working with a financial advisor who hasn't re been really making much progress with your current account lately, um, you are the people that I want to speak with. And I want to see if I can suggest uh, anything better for you because we're just not sure how much longer these really high interest rates are going to be available. So it's just a fantastic time to take another look to make sure you're not missing out on opportunities, which could be costing you thousands or tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of dollars by leaving money on the table. So if you'd like a complimentary consultation with me personally, either on the phone or on, you could do a Zoom video conference, or you can come and visit me in my Radnor, Pennsylvania office or Marlton, New Jersey office, then let's get in touch. The number to call right now is 610-894-7415. That's 610-894-7415. And someone on my team is going to answer the phone. They're going to take down your name and phone number. They're going to set up a time for us to chat later this week. And remember, I have 25 years of experience in this industry, and I'm also an accredited investment fiduciary who is obligated to act in your best interest. And the consultation with me is completely complimentary. So the number to call, 610-894-7415, Chris. And we say it every week, but I think it's worth, it's worth repeating. You know, The call that you make right now is not going to be that meeting with Jim. This is just to get on his calendar for the coming week. So if you're driving around, you think I'm too busy to really get into the nuts and bolts of it right now, that's fine. Go ahead and take a couple minutes right now, maybe maybe five minutes, set up that time, and then find one that works best for you in, in the week ahead and start really fine-tuning your retirement plan. Again, 610-894-7415 to speak with Jim Cipriati. The name of the show is Freedom to Retire. It is the Retire Ready Financial Group. But, you know, what is retirement exactly? Naval uh, Ravikant, an entrepreneur and investor, was asked that question recently on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Essentially, what you want to get everybody to is retirement, but not retirement in the I'm 65 years old, sitting in a nursing home, collecting a check retirement. Different definition. Retirement is when you stop sacrificing today for some imaginary tomorrow. When today is complete in and of itself, you're retired. And so how do you get there? Well, one is you can have so much money saved up that just your passive income off of that without your having to lift a finger covers your burn rate, keep your burn rate low, right? A second is you just drive your burn rate down to zero. You become a monk. A third is you're doing something you love. You enjoy it so much. It's not about the money. 
So it sounds like you need different streams of income that work for you, even while you're, you know, you're sleeping, you're not, you're not working. Uh, how can that be accomplished when it comes to putting together a retirement plan? You know what they say, Chris, uh, when it comes to retirement, the three most important components of a healthy retirement, you know what they are, right? Uh, income, income, and income? Yes, you may have heard me say that before. <laughs> yes, income is clearly, clearly, it's, it's what keeps us retired. And, and the reason this saying has stuck uh, in the financial community for decades is because when you think about it, it's true. We need cash flow every month to pay our bills and expenses so we can remain retired comfortably without needing to go back to work. And, and look, with people living longer and longer, and you combine that with the fact that, that more people want to retire in their very early sixties, that means that retirement resources need to get folks through you know the possibility of 30 or more years that's a long period of time to be drawing on your resources and you know i can really think you know it just through the years how it's put uh, you know a lot of strain on on people's nest egg mm -hmm. in, in order to crank out those those types of results month after month year after year in all types of market conditions because we not only need to continue paying um, our bills each month, we also need to keep up with inflation because prices are going to be much higher in 20 or 30 years um, compared to where they are now. I mean, a shopping cart full of groceries now, maybe what, around $200, maybe even more. Um, it could cost $500, uh, uh, you know, in, in 20 or 30 years. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to retirement, um, look, I'm an income planner. I, I've, um, it's one of the facets of how I help people out and uh, what I've been doing here in the greater Philadelphia, South Jersey, Delaware community for the past, uh, well, geez, over 25 years now. That's right. And I've just really been helping and teaching folks about the financial instruments that are out there that are designed to help provide a monthly income. And some people might scratch their head and wonder why they need to be taught about what financial uh, vehicles are available to help generate the monthly income they need especially folks in their 50s or 60s who have been around the block, not exactly new to the, to the world of investing. But remember, guys, there was a point in all of our lives that we didn't even know what the heck a 401k was. <laughs> yeah. You know, someone in our HR department, you know, slapped a couple of pages down and on the desk and told us to check off a couple of boxes and or maybe some knowledgeable coworker sat down with us and said, okay, here's how this works this 401k and here's how you can get started and and all of that. But then, you know, over time, what happened? We gradually caught on, okay, this is how 401k works. And then we built uh, up to 401ks and we did it on our own. And, and 401ks, speaking of, they are designed for, for accumulation to build up assets. They're designed to grow our money through our 20s, our 30s, our 40s, and our 50s. Um, they're, they're designed to just get us up the mountain with growing our balances uh, to the highest levels we possibly can. That's what their intention is. But what about as we approach retirement? What are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to just keep all of our money in that in those same 401k funds? Because that's the same account where we can technically lose half of this money or big chunks of it, as a lot of us are experiencing over these past couple of months. And you know, we question: Should the same? Should we have the money in the same place to try to get us through? 30 years of retirement? And the answer for me is absolutely no, uh, not, in, in, not in its entirety. So that's why the financial industry 
what they have done is they've taken a step back and they have designed financial vehicles that are more geared towards protecting our principal and then also generating income each month designed to last the rest of our lives, no matter how long we live and regardless of stock market conditions. And there's a lot of folks out there who feel really relieved once they hear about uh, the fact that these types of financial instruments actually exist. You know, I'm glad to use the the, the going up the mountain analogy because it, it reminds me of a stat that I read about Mount Everest. You know, everyone knows tallest peak. It's a very dangerous climb, but really the majority of the fatalities happen on the way down, not not getting up the mountain, but on the way down. And it's the same sort of thing when you get into retirement as you are coming down the mountain, as you are taking the money that you saved and trying to make it last for 30, who knows how, how many years, uh, it could be a dangerous thing to, to do on your own. And that is why you should have you know, some form of assistance, some some safety contingencies in place, uh, like a financial plan, because you mentioned people, you know, wanting to retire at 60 and, and people with, you know, longevity on their side, there could be a phase where they're actually spending more time in retirement than they ever did in the working world. And so figuring out how to make all that money last for all that time is, is a dangerous prospect to do on your own. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, who the heck teaches us about how to get down the mountain. Hmm. So once we've built up the retirement account, um, it, typically no one from our HR department, or especially if, if you're with a smaller company, you're going to say, what the heck's an HR department? Uh, you're not getting any of that help or any guidance. The 401k provider, uh, for example, they, they're, they normally call us up, um, you know, to build the accounts, but they're, 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 they don't call us up anymore when we're maybe a couple of years away from retirement to teach us about investments that are geared towards that next chapter. You know, they were good with helping us get set up with the 401k, but you know, what's the next step? Mm -hmm. And what about teaching us how to protect all of the money, all of the money on that statement that you're looking at when we look at our investment, that, that reflects all of the hours and days and weeks and months and years that we worked really hard to, 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 to build up those accounts. Um, you know, <laughs> The, all the hours that we sat in, in, in traffic on I-95 or the Schuylkill Expressway, that's embedded in your statement. All the money that we started accumulating since we were in our 20s, now maybe we're in our 60s. Look, that's 40 years of hard work sitting right there in front of you on those statements in those investment accounts. Well, once we're about you know a few years away from retirement, we need to begin setting aside some time. We're all busy in our 50s and 60s, but we need to carve out some time uh, to talk with people like myself who could be, so we can begin learning about how to, to shift these investments into instruments that can generate these streams of income. And uh, we, we actually want to be able to utilize and enjoy and, and, uh, and feel, that, uh, feel confident in these throughout our retirement. And one common thing that I can think about is that uh, a lot of people will do some research on Google. I found that and, and they'll ask Google, hey, Google, how much should I be withdrawing from my 401k or my IRA each year once, once I'm actually retired? And Google spits out something like 2 million search results. <laughs> and, and if you look and you scroll down the page, you can look this up for yourself. Scroll down the page, you'll find that nearly all of the 2 million search results uh, will, will bring up the, uh, take, uh, the suggestion of taking out 4% as a general rule of thumb, 4%. Mm. So if you have a half a million dollar nest egg, um, you know, in 401k, a mix of mutual funds, stock bonds, funds, et cetera. Well, look, 4% of a half a million is 20 grand. 
So, you know, you would normally, um, you know, have that uh, coming in, maybe have um, your, your social security that you're going to be uh, uh, using once you're retired, maybe a small pension is going to be flowing in as well. Um, maybe have some rental property income coming in. Um, but yeah, you should be pulling out maybe around 20,000 per year from the 401k. And that doesn't seem like a whole lot, does it? Off a half a million dollar balance. Um, so what we do, we look at some of the other, some of the financial instruments and I've been helping clients get set up in these types. There's different types of annuities out there with lifetime payouts and with potential for cash value, uh, accumulation. So you get some, you know, be able to keep up with inflation and all that. And depending on your age, some annuities out there can provide lifetime income payouts in the 7% range per year, 8%, 9%. That's, these are the rates that are currently out there right now if you explore them a little bit further. Uh, and annuity companies, they promise to continue to pay those rates for the rest of your life, those payout rates, even if interest rates and market conditions go south in a couple of years. So when you compare that with a regular 401k, um, and, and what, a, what a regular 401k is typically capable of, keep in mind, you can also lose big chunks of your money but uh, in the 401k, but you're only supposed to take out 4% in a regular um, basic 401k. So nowadays, thanks to these, these high levels of inflation, many annuities can provide nearly twice the amount of income that you're supposed to, that you're supposed to pull from a 401k, 4% versus 8%. And they can also help in protecting your principal against stock and bond market losses. And many annuities can do this uh, with just a fair and reasonable expense of around 1% per year. And I know some folks, many of us, are, are working with financial advisors who are, are also charging them around 1%. Mm -hmm. And what are they getting in return for that 1%? The financial advisors are not protecting your principal against market loss usually. Um, and they're not promising you a monthly income for the rest of your, of your life, no matter how long you live. So look, if these types of added levels of, of security appeal to you, then it's probably worth uh, your while to explore with these annuities, with the lifetime income payouts, what they're offering these days. And I personally would be more than happy to get some information coming your way. And it all starts just really with a phone call to my office. And you can call right now. Someone from my team will take down your name and your number and they'll set up a time for us to chat later this week. So the number to call right now, 610-894-7415. That's 610-894-7415. Because look, we don't know how much longer these abnormally high annuity payout rates are going to be around. And I'll personally be more than happy to, to help you in seeing if an annuity could be a viable piece to your overall successful retirement plan. So the number to call one more time, 610-894-7415, Chris. Certainly we're taking the time, I think, to call and see if it can be a valuable part of your plan. Again, not going to be right for everybody out there. And as uh, a fiduciary, Jim is not going to recommend anything that he does not believe is going to work in your best interest. So a conversation certainly worth having, I do believe, 610 894 7415. You can also go online, retirereadyfg.com. United Airlines has started a new boarding process that it hopes is going to offer passengers more a, a more efficient experience. It's called Wilma, which stands for window, middle, and then aisle. TikTok traveler Leona Marlene explains. 
With this new plan, how it's essentially going to work is passengers that are in the window seat are going to board first, and then it'll be passengers in the middle seat and then passengers in the aisles. The goal here is to streamline the boarding process, making it more efficient and reduce the time that planes are spending on the ground during boarding. As a window person, I don't really think it's that big of a deal, but I could see aisle people being a little bit bothered by this. If you are bringing a carry-on only, perhaps there's an increased likelihood of you having to gate check a bag because there's not any more overhead baggage space. So a couple of questions, Jim. First of all, where is your preferred place to sit on a plane? And then uh, tying this back in, doesn't efficiency also count when it comes to withdrawing funds and retirement? And, and can you give some examples of that? Yeah, sure. Well, I love the window seat. Mm-hmm. The, the only problem is my wife does too. She loves it more. So <laughs> yeah. um, happy life. Yeah, happy life. Of course. And I would be curious to see how this new boarding process actually works. I mean, logistically, it sounds like it would make sense. And I bet it would be a, li- a bit more smooth. Uh, but, you know, we, we've all boarded the plane where someone blocks that that whole aisle way for a few minutes yeah. while they're trying to get situated and get their bag up in the overhead uh, compartment. And look, if we're being completely honest here, we've all been delayed at the Philly airport for a whole host of other annoying reasons. <laughs> but uh, let's not get into that uh, too, sure, sure. too brief of a show for that. But look, when it comes to our retirement planning, it is 100% true that we need to figure out the best strategy for how to eventually use our savings throughout our lifetime. And when it really boils down, we essentially have have three different types of money. And just like we have three main uh, flavors of ice uh, ice cream, vanilla, chocolate, strawberry. Um, When it comes to our retirement savings, we have three main flavors as well. We'll call it flavors. We have after-tax money, money you already paid taxes on. Mm -hmm. We have pre-tax money, like a traditional IRA or the, the... the regular pre-tax 401k where we get the tax deduction in the beginning. And then we have Roth. Those are the three uh, main flavors. And that same order that I just mentioned, those three categories are also the order of least powerful to most powerful, usually from a, from a tax uh, standpoint. So when we go to make withdrawals from our retirement savings, we should also try to take money from our least tax advantaged accounts, like these after tax accounts, the ones that don't qualify for any special tax treatment, uh, we should usually try to take from them first when it comes to withdrawals. And generally speaking, the Roth funds should be the last bucket of money that we touch because it carries the most tax advantages, tax-free growth, tax-free income. What's not to love? Mm -hmm. And and don't forget how the the Roth, it not only carries tax advantages like those tax-free growth and income while we're living, it also has a tr- tremendous tax advantages when our kids eventually inherit those accounts from us because they don't, your kids don't have to include that Roth money that they inherit on their personal income tax return as taxable income. And they would have to do that with a traditional IRA. Uh, with the Roth, don't forget also, your kids would get to keep all of the interest, the dividends, the gains, the earnings, the appreciation, whatever you want to call it. They don't have to pay tax on any of it while they're slowly pulling the money out over the 10 years they have after they inherit the Roth money. So you can see why these Roth accounts, they receive so much praise amongst us financial advisors because we see the tax benefits playing out in real life, not only during people's uh, lifetime during retirement, but we also see how many people are just saving a tremendous amount of money in passing that money down to their kids, Chris. I've heard it called, you know, the, the the ticking tax time bomb because it's something that when it goes off, when when you're left holding uh, holding the bag and, and have to pay the bill, you don't know what the tax rate's going to be in the future. And, and so it is, I think, imperative to really, you know, 
address that situation as soon as possible, right? Yeah, and the the ta- the the ticking time bomb uh, in the Roth that bomb has been defused because mm-hmm. you already paid the taxes and you got it over with. Uh, no one's going to bother you for these federal taxes and, and all that when you take the money out and when your kids inherit the money and it not being uh, uh, ta- as taxable income on their tax return. And of course, look, making withdrawals um, in, in that order after tax money first, then pre-tax, then Roth funds. That's just a general guide because there's a lot of exceptions that some situations kind of uh, um, may uh, put on our plate, especially when it comes to which buckets of money to make withdrawals from first. So, for example, I I was helping a lady just a few weeks ago. She had been a longtime listener of our show. So she ended up calling in when I was offering uh, a few weeks ago. I was offering the complimentary uh, financial plan Mm -hmm. and the tax plan. She had called in. She was one of my first five callers. And a uh, super sweet woman, got to know her a little bit. And uh, I noticed that she had purchased a new car earlier this year. And she was telling me uh, that she also wanted to take a little bit more out from her retirement account because she was dying to just update her master bath. And she had a beautiful home. She was showing me pictures, beautiful home in Malvern, Pennsylvania. And one of the big strengths of her finances was that she had a decent amount of money built up in that Roth portion of her 401k. So what happened was when we, when we chatted a little bit more, uh, and by the way, we were doing all of this on a Zoom video conference. She didn't even have to leave her house okay. uh, in order to chat with me. So it was very, very convenient for her. But, um, but anyway, she was telling me about how the contractor for the master bath, he wanted five grand in order to begin purchasing supplies uh, for, for the remodel. And when we added up her, her previous withdrawals from her 401k that she took earlier in the year, uh, and then we added in her social security income. And remember, she did make a larger withdrawal earlier that year to purchase the car. So I was able to show her that if she took that five grand from her regular pre-tax portion of her 401k, then she would be a little over that $97,000 mark of taxable income for 2023. And why is that important? Because uh, if she took out that 5000 it would have put her just around $1,000 over. So she would have been roughly around $98,000 of taxable income. And that's when it triggers the uh, something called an IRMA, I-R-M-A-A. Um, uh, it's a surcharge of your, of your Medicare costs. Your premiums go up when you cross over that $97,000 mark if you're a single uh, taxpayer. Oh. So- in order to keep her taxable income under the $97,000, what I told her is that she should maybe uh, take more from her Roth IRA in that particular year to, to for the in order to come up with the uh, the money to pay the contractor. And in doing so, she was able to keep her taxable income under the $97,000. So I was able to save her around $780 in uh, higher Medicare costs that she would have paid uh, in upcoming years because withdrawals from the Roth IRA, they are not included as taxable income. So I was able to you know, help her out with other things too. That was just one thing I mm-hmm. thought I'd uh, uh, make our listeners uh, aware of is those IRMA rates and those brackets. Um, I, was always, I was able to show her some of the underperforming bond funds. We talk about it in these past several shows. And uh, she, of course, had some. She didn't think she did, but she had some. And then I taught her some other techniques about Social Security, 
because she was married to her uh, her ex-husband for longer than 10 years. So let's just say I made her, her one hour long Zoom video conference with me well worth the, the hour of time she invested. So look, if you're listening, you're thinking, you know what? I have some of these different flavors of money. I have after-tax, pre-tax, and Roth. And if you're just unsure about what buckets of money to draw from or how to really map that out, give my office a call now. Someone from my team will, will take down your name number. They'll set up a, a day and time for us to chat about it a bit more. And the number to call 610-894-7415. That's 610-894-7415. And we want to kind of tackle this now because we're closing in on the end of this tax year. So we, we certainly want to make sure we're making the best moves now because we only have a little bit more time to get it right. And these are the things I want to, to help our, our 1210 WPHD listeners uh, not only plan for in this year, but also teach you ways to plan for it for years to come. So once again, my number 610-894-7415. Not just the end of this year that we should be focused on, but also the end of 20, uh, uh, 2025, because that is when the current tax rates, the Trump tax rates are set to sunset. And uh, at that point, they are going to go up a little bit, and, and that is something to be mindful of as well. So no time like the present, literally, to have this conversation. 610-894-7415. There was an iPhone campaign a couple years ago with the tagline, there's an app for that, whatever the problem that just was that Apple had a solution. Now, Jim, as a financial advisor, you try to solve for a lot of future problems like market fluctuation, tax increases, inflation, long life, long-term care things that we've discussed on, on the show, just to name a few, uh, you develop a plan and then you say, now let's break it. What do you mean by that? And, and what is the process in breaking the retirement plan? Yeah. So by breaking, we, we don't mean to, uh, you know, just rip it up and not follow <laughs> it. By breaking it, we mean we want to stress test the, uh, the, the plan. So look, one, one thing I can say that I've learned personally after being a host here on 1210 for the past couple of years is that, you know, after interacting and chatting and shaking hands uh, with, with, with hundreds and hundreds of, of fellow listeners uh, here on this, on this uh, station is that there's a lot of bright people here that listen to this station. I mean, there's, uh, we're talking like the, the, really the top tier of society. Uh, I'm talking about business owners, uh, uh, real estate developers, real estate, you know, rental property owners, people with large amounts of properties, uh, members of, of law enforcement high up in the ranks, um, hardworking union members mm -hmm. who are, by the way, they're putting themselves out there, uh, doing a lot of backbreaking work. They're, they're putting their bodies through the ringer day in and day out just to make our community, you know, um, even, you know, a, a, a proud place to live in. And there's a whole host of other, you know, hardworking members of our greater Philadelphia, South Jersey and Delaware community. Uh, but what I've noticed is that most people, that our listeners have, they do, they have their finger on the pulse of their finances and of the market, at least somewhat. And most people listening today know that as much as we all love our country, America, we're all patriots here on the station. America is in a, in a pretty bad spot from a financial standpoint. Our country owes $32 trillion with a T of debt. And just to give you an idea of how large of a number 32 trillion is, uh, if you add up all 500 companies in the S&P 500, we're talking about the biggest ones. Think, think about the biggest ones that come to mind. Like for me, it's Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, Tesla, Bank of America, Disney. I mean, that, that's just six massive companies of the S&P 500. 
see if you can name 494 more. <laughs> so you get the point. It's a lot of companies we're talking about. Well, if you add them all up, all 500, they are worth, ready? They're worth 33 trillion. We owe 32 trillion. So if we got rid of all 500 companies and just sold them off to China, God forbid, obviously, uh, we would barely break even with all of our debt. Uh, so that means something very important. It just means that taxes are quite likely to go higher into the future. And you have to look at the tax rates of the 1960s, 1970s. We could easily, easily go back to those. And don't even get me started on Social Security because we all know that system is about to, to crack. Mm -hmm. So why it, it, this is so important is because we need to have a sound financial plan that takes into account the, 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 the high likelihood of taxes going up and the possibility of maybe some cuts to our Social Security throughout our retirement. And look, this, the, the situation of the high inflation is not helping any matters. It looks like it's going to be here uh, to stay for a little while. So you can see why it's even more important nowadays to get our ducks in a row when it comes to planning our retirement finances, Chris. It's pretty critical. And, you know, with these things, you know, tax increases, market fluctuation, uh, higher inflation rates, in interest rates, things like that. It's no, it's no longer really the possibility of these things happening. It is the probability that I'm happening or continuing to happen in, in retirement. So you need to account for that. But, but because we don't know when they're going to happen, we can't control that. Obviously, we would never want it to happen because we can't control it. How, how do we take charge of these situations? Yeah, we just have to, um, keep uh keep looking uh keep looking at our uh how the economy kind of uh develops and what sort of uh track is the best for us i mean look for years for years i've been helping my clients navigate uh, through you know just how to better understand ways to to maximize their their social security benefits ways to help generate income from the retirement investments income that's designed to last a lifetime um also making sure people's investments are staying on track especially with this high inflationary cycle that we're all experiencing. For example, we've mentioned on the show for, for quite some time how these bond funds, people have 30% or 40. When you hear people saying, I have a 60-40 mix or 70-30 mix, a lot of money is sitting in these bond funds. And, and a lot of people are scratching their heads when they look at their statements, wondering why they're not getting anywhere uh, in terms of growth and maybe not even keeping up with inflation over the past couple of years. So we need to be looking at maybe uh, potentially switching some money from regular 401ks uh, and regular, you know, traditional IRAs into Roth um, by means of a conversion that we talk about on the show pretty much every week. This just, you know, it helps in, in families planning ahead in the events of these higher taxes, which are likely um, in the future. And we also want to be looking to, to plan these RMDs as best as we can. We need to be outsmarting the IRS to give them the absolute least amount possible in the form of taxes, because there's going to be a time in our 70s when we eventually need to take or begin to take the money back out of these retirement accounts. And, you know, look, there's a lot of people working with financial advisors currently, um, but they're, they're, you know, they, the, the second they ask their financial advisor a question about taxes or tax planning, or topics like Roth conversions or RMD planning, uh, or when people ask their financial advisor, hey, uh, it looks like you're collecting a 1% fee, but my bond uh, holdings, my, my bond funds uh, have only been earning also around 1%. So essentially, the 
the investor is making it and then the advisor is taking it. H how is that fair? And, and if, you, if you've looked at your balance over the past couple of years and have not really seen much growth, maybe up, down, up, down, but just not much growth, this might be happening to you and uh, this exact phenomenon with the, with the fees and the, and the bonds and all that. Look, it just needs to stop. You might need to change course a little bit or at least maybe get a second opinion. If you have questions or concerns about reaching your retirement goals, then give the Retire Ready Financial Group a call, 610-894-7415, or visit us online at retirereadyfg.com. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Retire Ready Wealth Management is licensed in your state, please call 610-704-2792. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security and administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through James Cipriati, Pennsylvania Insurance License 366900. Investment advisory services offered through Impact Partnership Wealth LLC, a Securities and Exchange Commission registered investment advisor firm. IPW and Retire Ready Financial Group are non-affiliated firms. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. Investing involves risk. There's always the potential of losing money when you invest in securities. Asset allocation, diversification, and rebalancing do not ensure a profit or protect against loss in declining markets. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. IPW, its affiliates, and its investment advisor representatives do not provide legal tax or accounting advice. You should consult your legal and or tax professionals before making any financial decisions. Please be advised that you may conduct securities transactions only by speaking directly with your investment advisor representative, either by phone or in person.